What did you see on a plane? Ali, you opened the door to this conversation yesterday with this moment. We headed over for a friend's 50th to Melbourne and it was wonderful and it was great. It was really exciting to go back to the airport. Mm. I was a bit nervous because I'd heard about all the lines and the queues and all that sort of stuff and, you know, but we didn't have kids so we had a little bit of extra time and not that stress. So Matt and I got there, get on the plane and two things have remained. Okay, number one, the moment you hear dong, right after you've landed, belts are going off and yep. everybody's standing up yep. and they're half up and they can't, you know, people can't even stand up but they're standing on one leg and bending over one side because they're just desperate to get off this plane. And then everybody freezes like that for the next five minutes while the lady is looking at us, like the lovely Jetstar lady is looking at us going, you're all idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like you're all, like the aero bridge isn't even close. They're still down there having a chat. They've got to wait till we pull this thing up. And we're all standing there like <laughs> trying to get off this thing. You're I not even trying to get it. off. You're, you're just you're just in, you're frozen there going, yeah. I've taken the first step, ready to take the next step whenever <laughs> everyone's ready. There is literally like an unwritten rule that there is a race happening. <laughs> that ding is a starting gun. <laughs> Isn't it? And then when people accident, well, like, when they go like the seatbelt before the ding, oh, the dirty <laughs> looks. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's horrendous. So that, and then like, can we not just, just take a breath. And just go, okay, the people in the row in front of us will get off in front of us. Let's mm. let them go. Give mm. them the room. And then we can all stand up together. And we, anyway, so there was that. Then the next moment was as you sort of trolley off and you're all sort of walking around. And I don't know, for some reason you're getting speedy, even though you know you've got to pick up a bag off the conveyor belt. And then you so you all speed down there trying to do the secret walk where you're not trying to be fast. And then you sound the conveyor belt. But you can't see the conveyor belt. Because everybody, every man and his dog have even brought all their, you know, their teenage children or all the mates that were going over there to watch the Anzac Day footy. All seven of them have to stand there to help two bags get off. And so you can't actually see the bags going around. They can move out. I'm six foot. Marsden's six foot six. We're in the car park, still couldn't see it. And so what you end up doing is because you become them. Mm. And I'm going, right, I'm going in and Matt, you're coming with me. So all of a sudden, two of us are standing in front of everybody else, blocking out the sun, and so we could pull off our one bag. What you do, Ali, is, as a seasoned idiot, mm-hmm. right, what you do is work as a team. You don't go in together. One gets at the top of the conveyor belt and spots the thing coming in and gives a signal to the other guy to go, yeah, in 20 seconds it's going to be down at you. Send up the flares! Oh. <laughs> so 8300 Come on, what is the worst thing you've seen on a plane or in and around an airport, especially... If you're fortunate enough and been lucky enough to be able to start picking up the travel, I was uh, traveling in the United States, and they have a policy where you're allowed to have pets on a plane. Okay, and you're to the point where you can actually buy a seat for your pet. So I was sitting on a flight, or sitting in an aisle seat. A woman came on, and and she had her dog on a lead. This is on a domestic flight, yeah. and it was like a Doberman kind of thing. It was oh huge, God. right? It was massive. Oh and I thought, okay, watch this. The dog will come and sit next to me. Rightly so, yes, she does. Excuse me, I get up. I let the lady into the window and the Doberman in the middle no. seat, I promise, right? And the whole flight, I'm just looking ahead and this Doberman is looking at me going... <laughs> <laughs> For the whole flight, I'm just like, stay looking Sorry. ahead. Joining the Mile High Club. <laughs> Jamie from North Adelaide on the open line, 8300 Come on, what did you say? Hey, good morning, Ali. So uh, several years ago when I was over in France, I uh, had... 
uh, got an easy jet back from Avignon to Southampton, had loaded up my suitcase, wrapped up in lots and lots of socks, some really expensive red wine, hopped on the uh, hopped on the plane, arrived in Southampton, walking across the Aero Bridge, noticed that the luggage handlers in the back of the plane were not putting them on conveyor belts down to the ground, tarmac. They're actually throwing the suitcases oh, down to, no. and I thought, oh dear, I hope I've got enough socks on those bottles of red wine. As I got to the um, the conveyor belt, I heard lots of concerned voices, and I looked at the conveyor belt that had already started, and it was a little bit red, oh, Ali. No. And 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 oh. as it continued to go, lots of luggage was other people's luggage was red. I heard in French voices and English voices going going, what's happened to our luggage? What's happened to our luggage? And I saw my suitcase went past and it was it was a white suitcase, but no, it was red and I realised I was the culprit. So I did a Michael Jackson uh, walking back moonwalk and just stood stood back until everybody had got their luggage and left and then oh, I, no. I went over and got my um, suitcase that was, yeah, oh, um, uh, as Josie, your producer, said, Blood on the conveyor belt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Jamie. Oh, let's go to Marlene now. Tina, good morning. What did you see on a plane? Good morning. So um, I was stuck on a flight to Perth for three hours oh. with the lady next to me breast pumping. So <laughs> for a solid three hours straight, it was vroom, vroom, That noise. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then when you've got to get your boobs going, it gets high, it doesn't go, ring, 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 ring. And then when it settles in, it goes, brr, brr. Yes. <laughs> I'm all for it. Like, go ahead. But three hours, it haunts oh me to this God. day. Oh, darling. Oh, Thanks, Tina. Kirstie's at Oakton. Good morning. What happened to you when you were coming home from Hawaii? It was somewhat traumatic because the lights all of a sudden all went out. So we had no power at all. So oh. we're sitting in the dark freaking out quietly until we got a um, notification over the sound system that there was free booze and then it was on for for donkey. I I was sitting in the dark quietly getting drunk with my fellow man and I met a lot of amazing funny people on that flight. I can only (laughs) imagine like yeah if the power's out in here how are the powers to the engine going? Yes. Yes, That's gorgeous. Thank you. Emma of Woodside, good morning. Good morning. So I was on a, a flight coming back from uh, London. So on one of those bigger planes and you've got the four seats in the middle. Um, and some bloke had the whole three seats. I was stuck on the end and then he decided to take off his really stinky, smelly shoes and socks yeah. and not put the, you know, the flight ones on that they give you. Um, and then they kept touching me. And oh. Uh, uh, it was disgusting. It stank, and it looked like he had some kind of foot fungus. Oh, and I was like, oh, oh my no. God, can you move me? But they couldn't move me. And I was just like, oh, this is terrible. Yeah. Oh, oh, it was I horrible. I just don't know why, though, it happens on a plane. You know, like that. Oh, anyway. Terrible. Well, I'm glad you made it. No respect. Home. No respect. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Emma, thank you. Lynn, come on. What happened with you? Oh, uh, we were coming back from Bali, and this woman in front of us. Had diarrhea. Oh, Bali belly. Oh, oh. And it yep. was just, first we got the, the smell. Okay, okay, yep. No, thank and... you, Lynn. Yep, yep. No. <laughs> I, I want to know what came after the smell. Yeah, I could tell you. I've got a picture. Hold on. <laughs> Is that, is that okay? Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, just need to. Uh, okay. Just in case. That was an aerosol, by the way, just in case you thought. 
<laughs> goodness, came through the microphone. Thank you for calling for Lynn, by the way. Oh, Lynn, you're a star. Thank you. Uh, now, I went on, I said to you randomly, just, you know, when those thoughts just come to your head. Mm. And I said, oh, I was on a plane once with, and there was a Fijian marching band. And yeah. they actually played. So I went on mum and dad's honeymoon, which, you know, I know, way to bring the mood down. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but I was about four or, four or five, and mm. it was long ago. Um, and it was back when you could smoke on planes. Oh, Can you imagine now gosh, getting yeah. on an aeroplane and just having people lighting up? Anyway, so we were down there back. And I remember there being like a rugby team now flying back to Fiji because this was, mm. the, you know, the first big flight I'd ever gone on. And I'm this little blonde haired kid with sticky out ears, you know, getting on there, just practicing my bula, bula. And um, <laughs> so I got on there and this big team was there and they're all a bit rowdy and I didn't realize it. And they're clearly having a few bevies on the way home, you know, mm. trying to do a Merv Hughes or whoever, and, you know, set a record. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, through the smoke haze, you started seeing all these people getting up and reaching into the overhead compartments and they're pulling down these instruments. And the next thing you know, the entire back end, the smoky back end of this flight was full of this music and song and they had their brass instruments out. I don't know where they stuck the euphonium to put like, really? <laughs> yeah. It was unbelievable. Oh I'll never, God. ever forget that. Do you mean were people annoyed or were they, were they okay to hear? I was pretty into it. But then when I did get off the plane, I immediately threw up. But I think that was all the smoke. <laughs> it is time to get a bit of a profession confession as we go to somebody who I can only imagine has seen all mm-hmm. sorts on a plane. Uh, Claire is a former flight attendant, used to do the domestic routes. Good morning, Claire. Hi, how are you? I'm very good. Come on, what is the worst thing you've seen, do you reckon, on a plane? Let me tell you, I have some juicy stuff. (laughs) One of the worst things I think I've probably seen was one day we were doing service and we finished and someone was changing their baby's nappy on the tray table. (gasps) Yes, the tray tables that we eat off. Uh And then handed us the nappy during rubbish collection. And she had absolutely no idea what was wrong with that. Uh, how well do those planes get cleaned and those tray tables? Book. I'm I'm gonna say I've never seen a tray table being cleaned. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The rest perhaps, but yeah, no. There's a lot of gross things that happen on there. Oh, all right. Should you or can you take your shoes off on a plane, Claire? No, but I mean if you're sitting down and maybe your feet resting on your shoes, I think that's fine. No, bare feet under no circumstances. Please don't go to the lavatory toilet with no shoes on. Oh, yep. oh people don't, do they? I've seen it. I've yeah. seen they it. They do. We, have, we used to have to turn people away all the time. Well, devil's advocate, you're not licking the bottom of your feet, are you? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <Ali>. not. But <laughs> I will say those labs probably aren't the cleanest things in, no. on the planet. And here's why. One day we were um, finishing service again and we went down to the lavatories and there was a bit of a stench coming from oh, there. Okay, I'm out. And we thought, oh, let's check this out. And there was poo in the lavatory sink. <gasps> no, no, no. no. That's no, a no. bad aim right there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. No idea. So, no oh, idea. no, Claire. Claire, look, we're all sitting here with our head in our hands, genuinely. If you can see all of us now, we're all... Oh, God. Um, but just... I, I just don't understand some people oh. and how they don't understand what is correct behaviour or decorum. I don't know what you want to call it. Like, is there a type of passenger that gets on and you know that they're going to be really tricky to deal with the moment that you see them? Yeah, there's just, and there's some, like, routes that we would take where you just, like, 
this is going to be an average flight. Like, I can just feel it. Like, mm. <laughs> sometimes you just have to look at the people and you're like, oh, you're actually kidding. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Lots of questions coming through. Um, have you ever been scared through turbulence? No. Honestly, and if I was, I'd just keep a brave face anyway because I don't want to freak anyone else out. <laughs> okay. Somebody else wants to know, is it really necessary for the pilot to say hello? This person says it freaks them out. They'd rather they be concentrating on flying the plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think they do it because they try to interact and um, like be a part of it because they're up there on their own, so they're probably just lonely. Mm. Oh. But you're in capable hands, no stress. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> is the Mile High Club really a thing or is this just something that is a fantasy in a lot of people's minds and has got famous because of movies and stuff it is actually a thing like people actually want to do that and obviously i don't have experience in long haul but apparently some of my friends who have done long haul it is very much a thing and very many people have been caught out I have a question. Have you ever hit someone's elbow or knee with a drinks carriage by accident? Uh, or is it all on purpose? Yeah, deliberately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, no, it's always accidental. Oh, okay. But if you just keep those tucked in, it will just, you know. Yeah, very helpful. It will save you some pain, trust me. All right. Why do you have to have your window shade up when you're coming into land or you're taking off? So that's just in case, like, if anything was happening, say, for example, there was smoke or anything outside of the aircraft, then you would be able to see it. Like, we would all be aware that it's happening, whereas if they're shut, then we can't see, can we? Okay. Uh, what about food? Because when you're on a plane and sometimes they say, look, we're out of toasted cheese sandwiches. Are you really out of those sandwiches? Or is it stashed up the back somewhere? <laughs> that's a good one. Um, we usually only get allocated so many per flight. So say, for example, we might not get catered every single sector. So if we're getting catered for two sectors, we need to keep some up the back for the next one. So maybe there's some cheeky toasties up the back, but maybe you just can't have them. Okay. okay. All right. Well, that that, that satisfies your, point. <laughs> yeah. your conspiracy theory. All right. So this last one, Claire, which mm. is the best area or the best seat to sit in on a plane? I Anything, I think, like row... From row, like, if you're not in business class, from like row, like, 4 to 10, I reckon mm. it's the best. Anything for the exit row. Yep. I, I love that you're saying if you're not in business class. Anyone here been in business class besides Erin Phillips? <laughs> Please, anyone. <laughs> You've never been in business? Never. Oh, bloody oh. oh, oh, no. You've never <laughs> been in business? <laughs> oh, I rank number two on Twitter. <laughs> I bring my snooker cue with me every time I go to the, to the Excuse airport. Excuse me, the AFLW hide their own planes. Of course there was free business seats. <laughs> Relax. So, Claire, you're saying you're a former flight attendant. What was the best thing and the worst thing about your job? Um, the best thing was like all of the amazing places that we got to go and all of the people we met. Like they say, oh, it's really like a family when you are in that industry. And it is because you can all relate on the same thing. But worse, I would just say it's not as glamorous as you think it is. Mm. Yeah. Well, Claire, thank you very, very much. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can ever get on a plane even if I want it ever again after all of that. I really appreciate your time. Cheers. No worries. Thanks so much. 